Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lab men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast at forecast.devolverdigital. I am Jared. I am not JM, obviously. JM is away at Gamescom, uh, which is awesome. I'm super happy for him. I've always wanted to go. Uh, if you're in the area, you're going to Gamescom, stop by. Uh, actually, I think, I don't know, by the time this goes live, it will still be going on, so forget what I said. Um, but yeah, Gamescom's going on. We got, uh, what do we got there? We got Pepper Grinder, we got Cumbrella, we got Cult of the Lamb, uh, and I believe that's all we're showing off. Anyway, and see, some other Devolver news. See, this is normally JM's job, so I'm bad at this. Uh, last week, uh, Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood came out. The newest game from Deconstruct Team, uh, who we've had on the podcast before, and they're super cool, uh, and the game is awesome. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you were a fan of the Red Strings Club, you'll love this. Um, and if you've not even played any of them, well, then what are you doing? But also, yeah, check out Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood, really cool. Also, we just announced the Don't Starve and Cult of the Lamb crossover, which is really, really cool. That's um. We've been kind of talking about that internally for a while, and now we finally announced it. So that's uh, that's awesome and super exciting. So keep your uh, eyes to the <laughs> ground for that. Anyway, <clears throat> since Jam's not here, uh, he asked me to do the podcast by myself, and I was like, I am not going to do that at all. So I was trying to think of, well, what could I do? Uh, who could I talk about? Who could I like bring on? And in the way of going about this as lazily as I could... I decided to grab a guest um, who is the person who lives with me. Uh, <laughs> you might have heard them giggling in the background, which is quite funny. But uh, it's my partner, Deidre. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm overqualified to be here for sure. Yeah, well, you, you fit right in then because uh, we definitely are not qualified. But So how are you doing? I'm good. I'm way too aware of the phlegm in my throat right now. Oh, good. I don't often record my voice. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, it would always like you play back. Um, I find anyway, if I play back audio, it's like, I don't sound like that at all. No. <laughs> it's super weird. Jam oh. does voice acting, and so I, I imagine he has a different opinion because he probably has to like listen to his voice all the time. And he does all kinds of cool cartoon voices and different voices and stuff, which I guess if you're doing a character, it, it it's not doesn't sound like you anyway, so it's yeah. not weird. Anyway. The only other voice we've got is if we're talking to our cats. Oh, like the, the little baby, baby voice? voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all we've got. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> I did bring you here for a reason. It's not just, uh, it's not that I realized, oh, the podcast goes live tomorrow and I'm looking around trying to grab onto any kind of string of a, of a conversation or topic. <laughs> I genuinely was like, you know what, I want to have you on for one very specific reason. You do not play video games. No. <laughs> not at all. Well, okay, maybe not, not at all, but we'll get into that. But you're not into games or anything like that at all. No. So, what I thought would make it interesting is like, oh, well, what if we got, like, 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 talking about games from the perspective of somebody who doesn't play games. Just because I think that's an interesting perspective. And um, I know a lot of people listening... Uh, are kind of aspiring game devs uh, or are just passionate about games as an art form. And I think this is really an interesting thing because you wouldn't think, you're like, well, I'm making a, like if I'm making a game, I'm going to make the game f 
for gamers, for people to play the game, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes taking a look at, like, okay, well, what, like, people who don't play games, what do they like about this? What do they think about this? What do they appreciate? And being able to put that into, uh, into the game can sometimes create some interesting sort of things. And the, the, the one example that I always remember is not, not with a game, but it's a, a filmmaker who I really love, uh, Werner Herzog. And I remember seeing an interview with him and the guy interviewing him. I, I don't remember how it came up, but they were talking about WWE, the wrestling. And, <laughs> and Werner Herzog came up? No, Ver, they were talking <laughs> oh. to Werner Herzog about WWE. <laughs> and the interviewer was kind of kind of shitting on it. You know, like, mm -hmm. oh man, it's so stupid and blah, blah, blah. And Werner Herzog was like, no, you like... I, in his very, it is his very iconic voice, he's like, do not avert your eyes... <laughs> Uh, that was more Schwarzenegger. Than I was gonna but uh, <laughs> he didn't sound hopeless. Enough. Anyway, he's like, yeah, don't avert your eyes. He's like, no, don't, don't just brush something off just because you think it's stupid. Because so many people enjoy it, mm -hmm. and learning why you can apply to your own thing, and that's not necessarily a, a sellout or I'm gonna make wrestling or whatever. He's like, well, what, what, it, what is it about this thing, you know? And what's funny is like, I think Nintendo does did this very well. Like they made the Wii one of the greatest selling consoles of all time, specifically because they're like, well, what do people who don't play games, like, what do they want in games? What mm -hmm. could they find enjoyable about it? And they made the Wii. And did you have a Wii growing up? No. You didn't have a Wii? No, but I always <laughs> wanted to make a me. A me? A me. <laughs> I always, it was like Sims, but like more glitchy, you know? And I kind of liked that. <laughs> and also the music was just nice and poppy. So then, you you mentioned Sims. So let me t let's talk about this before we talk about games in general. What? So you you have played some games. Mm, yes. What kind of games have you played? Oh no, <laughs> this is going to be on the internet. I... <laughs> Nobody listens. It's fine. Perfect. Okay. So growing up, I we had a computer at my grandma's house, mm -hmm. and so if we went there, we would play. <laughs> this is embarrassing. We would play uh, Veggie Tales games. There were also a couple, like CD-ROM games. Yeah. Um, I think that still is a thing. People still buy games on CD-ROM. Not, not really. No? I mean, people buy, people buy physical games, but... P but they aren't on CD-ROM. PC... CD is this, the more I say that word, the less... CD-ROM is... No, that's, that's correct, a, that's yeah. P PC games, physical, are a very, very rare thing now. Now, okay. Yeah. But they, they, that is a thing. Yeah, okay. I grew I'm up... I'm not just making I grew up stuff. with um, Humongous Entertainment, which did, like... Freddy Fish and Pajama yeah. Sam and stuff. Like, I, I had all the of their CD rums. The oh, Putt Putt? Yeah. I love Putt Putt. That was good. I didn't have it, but I think I saw someone play it. Mm -hmm. But we had uh, that and then Age of Empires, the 1997 edition, number two. Um, Age of Empires 2. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Zoo Tycoon. And there was a Scooby Doo game where they were in Egypt. And I really dug that, except it was kind of freaky to me as a <laughs> As a little kid. Yeah. Um, and we also played the Jumpstart games. I don't, did you ever play those? Oh, yes! Yeah. Jumpstart Rabbit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember yeah. those. I remember when I was like 15 or like 20. I'm not proud of this fact, but I'm really not that embarrassed by it either. <laughs> not as much as I should be. I would go home from college in my undergrad and I would go home and I would go to my parents' house and they would have these Jumpstart Rabbit things. And on my breaks in college, I would go and play like Jumpstart Kindergarten. Because it was the only way I could turn my brain off. <laughs> that's okay. What you just said—that's actually the thing. So you're like you say, turn your brain off, right? Yeah. So so you don't really play a whole lot of games. No. But like when you did play games, 
it was sort of a kind of like a distraction sort of thing, yeah. like more mindless, like you didn't mm. really have to pay as much attention to yeah. it. Yeah. I just wanted to have a good time. Sure. I mean, don't we all, right? Yeah. That's what, you know, it's funny because there's, there are some games where, and I, I know you have watched me play games and we'll get into this in a bit, but it's like, you're like, how, how do you actively have fun playing this? Mm. Like, isn't the whole point of this just to have fun? Mm-hmm. Um, which it is, but you know, that's, an, that's the thing, right? It's like, okay, approaching it from the angle of, you know, um, People think of accessibility as kind of a bad word of like, oh, you're dumbing something down, but that's not true at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in a lot of ways, it can make things more enjoyable um, to larger groups of people, but also just for like the people who normally enjoy it, having those little kinds of things here and there. So, yeah. Um, so aside from those sort of games, because I know I've you had a DS because I've seen you play oh, the yeah. DS. <laughs> all of my gaming history has left my brain. Just for the record. Perfect. You That's me. perfect. Yeah, I do have a DS. And I still play games on it. I really like The Sims, Strange Town. It's one where they're out in the middle of the desert. In a strange town? They're in a strange town. You can pick up pears off the ground. You can milk the cows. And you find fuel rods. And you can turn into a superhero rat man. <laughs> Please, someone remember this. I have not played any of The Sims, but this, I, this sounds in it's character. It's the only yeah. Sims game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. But it is... I think by far the best. Because mm-hmm. when else do you get to dress up like a rat? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you played some of the DS, and then so more recently, since you and I have met, obviously I play a lot of games because um, I, you know, that's that's. I guess that's what I do. It's kind of my thing. Thirty-four percent of your personality. Thirty-four? That low? You think so? <laughs> well, I. I you have a lot going on with you. you know? Oh, I guess. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. You don't need to gas me up. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so since you know, we've known each other and you've seen me play games, I think you've kind of learned a little bit more about games just in general, just by watching me play. Mm-hmm. But then there's a couple of times that I've kind of tried to get you into games. And so I've kind of looked at this in the way that I'm sort of talking about this topic of, well, what's something that I can, I can bring to somebody who doesn't really mm-hmm. know games and there's a couple games that we have played together that we really enjoyed like most notably stardew valley which is (laughs) which is a fantastic game and i think that is a great example of because at a glance people would say that that's a casual game or it's a game for people who don't play games but there's so much depth never seen me play (laughs) i mean business (laughs) you do well it's so there's there's so much depth in that game that i think this is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, ah, gosh, I don't remember the guy's real name, but Concerned Ape, the dude <laughs> who made Stardew Valley, like really had a, a really masterful grasp on accessibility and, and like gameplay depth. Mm-hmm. Because Stardew Valley can be approached by people who don't play games, and it's very easy to pick up on and mm-hmm. get into a satisfying gameplay loop. But it's also a really good game. Mm-hmm. It's not... Sim- like it's it's simple in the right ways and complex in the and it can be as simple or as complex as you need like if you want you can just cut trees down all day and have a dandy good time go milk some cows you know what <laughs> well have that's fun. that's that's very true and i think that's what makes it so good is that there's no real wrong way to play the yeah. game and what what's funny so whenever i first started playing that game i kind of mentioned it to you because i thought you might like it and you told me i grew up on a farm why would I ever want to play this game? <laughs> but then you saw me play it, and you would kind of like take over my my character a couple of times, 
Um, I was like, can I cut down trees? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, just, I would really just ask. I was like, can I spend tomorrow just cutting trees? Please? I'll make sure I don't make you pass out. I promise. But then we, then you got it and you played it. And I know you play it with one of your friends and then you and I have played it yeah. a lot together. But what's interesting is that we play it differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would say so. <laughs> How would you describe the way we play that game? Like, what do you, when you, when you play Stardew, what is it that you're like, doing what is it that you're trying to get out of it and yeah well so here's the thing when I first started playing it it was like wow this is fun I just want to like cut down trees all day and then once I realized sorry I'm talking too quietly uh once I realized that you were supposed to like make money and buy things and do stuff then I became completely obsessed and engrossed with the concept (laughs) of making money as simply as possible so I could go do other things that I actually want to do with my life which I guess is similar to how I do real life, where I'm like, I... I Just a capitalist pig. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's trying to, like, escape the capitalist wheel, right? Where it's like, I want to do what I can to be sufficient in life and get to get more out of it than just working all day. And I think I found in the game, if I was working all day long, it made me really sad. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was just on my farm working all day. And so I got like 16 barns and uh, <laughs> 47 animals in each barn. However, it adds up. Um, and I would just have everything so automated. And I would like run through the morning and get all my stuff done. And then I would like have this whole list of things I wanted to do during the day. I was very like, I had all these objectives for myself and I had all these goals for myself. And I was really just like digging myself into the ground. Okay, maybe it was just, I was a No, I wouldn't say you're wheel. digging yourself into the ground. I mean, because that's. That that's the thing, right? So f- mm-hmm. for anybody who's not played Stardew Valley, there are like quests you can do, and there's a kind of a storyline mm-hmm. that you can do, but there's also not anything that you are required you to do. You can just hang out with the wizard. Well, yeah, you can you like can you can hang out with the town want. folks, but like if you want to just so like you you can technically never leave the farm if you really want to. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just sit and kind of farm and then sell things, and then you end up in that cycle of making more money to buy you know buy a barn to raise pigs or whatever. Um, but it was very funny watching you play that game because you made money way faster than I ever did. Hmm. And I think it's because I was like, I was going into it more in like the, the, the quote unquote gamer brain. So like I would see a quest pop up and I would kind of stop everything I was doing and I'd prioritize doing these quests because hmm. that's just sort of a gameplay staple. And I, I get that dopamine hit from like the quest being completed. And making friends. I forgot about that. I don't make friends. I also Stardew. love, yeah, I love I social interactions and games. In game. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love like things like Persona and stuff. But yeah, yeah. that's funny. You barely talk to anybody no. and you hated doing that, hated which it. is really funny because it's a complete uh, reversal of how we are in real life, <laughs> where everywhere we go, you make friends with absolutely everybody. And I'm a bitter, lonely, angry person. Um, <laughs> but in gameplay, it's like, games. you want the opposite. You're like, I do this all day long. Why would I want to do this in games? These mm-hmm. people, like, don't, they aren't real. They don't matter. I'm sorry. I don't mean that about Penny. Penny really is a dandy girl. Like, I, I really. God damn yeah. right she yeah. is. <laughs> um, I would never say a false word about her. I <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it, that's, I think that's one of the things I find really interesting is because mm. obviously when, when you play a game, and I don't mean you, you specifically, I just, like, in general, you only really get the experience that you have playing it, mm-hmm. um, which is how it differs from, you know, film or books or whatever, whereas the experience is 
kind of direct and to you. Oh, like game, to games you. are a little bit more transformative because you are sort of in control. Hmm. Some games kind of, you know, lead you along a path more than others. Um, but when you play a game, unless... So playing a game like Stardew, unless you put restrictions on yourself, you mm -hmm. usually are just sort of playing it the way that you want to play it. Yeah. So to see somebody else do it a different way and the way they enjoy it, uh, I find very interesting. Mm -hmm. And what I find very interesting specifically kind of in relation to the whole thing we're talking about is that you never really played games, mm -hmm. but then I saw you play Stardew and you were min-maxing like like crazy. Wait, what's that? Min max? So basically, it's like you were like optimizing the amount of oh, like like the amount of time you could oh, spend yeah. per the money you could make. Yeah, I guess so that's a good well. And I just it, it blew my mind because I'm like, man, like this seems like to to me that would be like somebody who's really really like good at the game, and I would assume somebody who like plays a lot of games. But you don't play a lot of games, but no, you just I like just have a fear click of failure. with that. <laughs> fear of failure. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fear of failure. It's like, wow, what if I what if I fail at this game that you can't fail at? <laughs> no, I think I just have to be really productive and efficient with my time. Mm -hmm. You've seen my lists around the house. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> that is another thing is that it kind of, games are an escape, but also in a way you kind of like... I, I, you, I see sort of two things, right? Like some people will play a game and they will deliberately do the exact opposite of who they really are because mm -hmm. it's the escape. And I think in a, in a simple way, this is like a game where you can be like an evil or a good person. Like mm -hmm. some people will like, oh, I always want to be the evil person because I don't get to do that in real life. And it's like, I know it's a game and it's just more of a fantasy. Whereas other people will play it and in a game where you make choices or things like that, they will play it as basically as themselves. Yeah. I feel too guilty playing the villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they're fake, but also like the people have feelings. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's true. I, I, a lot of times I do that too. I like, I, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people share this sentiment, but the villain is always the second playthrough. Like you play ah. it normally and you play it kind of like yourself. And then when you play it again, then like, then you get to be evil because you, yeah. you've done it all and you've done like the quote unquote, the real one. So now you can just be the bad guy. But Have a good time. anyway, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And, and Stardew is just a great, uh, I think a great masterclass at mm. the idea of, of accessibility and not, and not saying accessibility as in dumbing things down, because there's a lot of really deep mechanics in Stardew, but just mm. having this wide variety of options that makes makes it to where that anybody can kind of play however they want, mm. which makes it so that somebody who's a really big gamer can still enjoy it, and then someone like you, who doesn't hardly play games at all, oh, yeah. really can. And it's fun for everyone. Like, no matter how much you want to exactly, invest yeah. into it and get out of it, like, you're, you're going to have a good time, which is nice. Unlike Elden Ring. <laughs> Uh, Elden Ring? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just want to like look at the pretty countryside, but things are going to come out to attack me, and I don't want to kill a dog. <laughs> I uh, I was going to bring that up later, but we're talking oh, about it. So No, that's fine. So that's, that, that's another thing that's interesting, right? Is that, so you watch me play games a lot, mm. and I know that you have enjoyed watching Elden Ring mm -hmm. because it's very beautiful mm -hmm. um, in a haunting way, um, <laughs> but there's no way you would ever play that game. <laughs> And I don't mean that as a, in, in like a bad way, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't kill people. I once downloaded. Well, they're not real people. I you know. know. They're <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know this story, but I, I tried to. So you and your family play. Uh, Warzone? A, yeah, a shooting game. Yeah, Call of Duty. Yes, yes. And uh, your mom has asked me to like join in. And I think it'd just be so fun. Like dandy time, you know, run around, whatever. But um, I also really want to fly in a parachute in that game. 
that part looks really fun. But one time I tried to download the game because it's free. I'm like, why not? I'll just check it out and maybe I can play with your mom sometime. And uh, I downloaded it or I started downloading it. And I had the thought cross my mind of like, I have to aim a, I have to, wow, I can't speak. I have to aim a gun at a human. <laughs> like someone who's shaped like a human. I know they aren't a real human, but they're shaped like a human. And they've got eyeballs and they've got hands and they've got, you know what I mean? Well, in, so in, I stopped downloading. I think in, in Call of Duty, <laughs> you have, I don't know, whenever like a 12-year-old kid just starts calling you the N-word over and over again, then you're like, yeah, I kind of want to kill this person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I do understand that. Like, and, and that's a whole other thing, right? It's like a lot of games are very violent and a lot of people just like, yeah, they think nothing of it, but mm. it's a little bit different for you. Um, whereas if, if it's like a, you know, an actual human being or, uh, you know, something like that, then you're not interested. But like, so Stardew has some very light combat, but you know, it's fantastical and pixelated and against little monsters and stuff. Um, one, you know what, it, and we can circle back to like Elden Ring cause I have some things I want to <laughs> say about that. But like another game that you and I played together was the most recent Kirby game. Oh yeah. Uh, which I, I forget the full title of, but you know, that's got some combat, but it's also yeah. very like cartoony. And whenever I saw that game came out, or saw that game come out and I watched some reviews on it, I knew, like, this is going to be perfect for us to play. Mm -hmm. Because the two-player mode... It's Big Brother. Is, yeah, little, it's like little, li yeah, yeah. Little, little Brother mode. <laughs> 1984. Where you play as, um... Uh, you play as Bandana Waddle Dee, but, like, the, the player one, the Kirby, has all of the main bowers and they control the camera. Mm -hmm. and But those certain things that, like... Uh, as people who play games are kind of in ingrained into your brain, yeah. don't necessarily make as much sense to you. Yeah. So, like, for example, using the right stick to control a camera oh can be a bit confusing if you don't know what you're doing. But for all of us who play games, that's like you pick up a controller, you know... Like, My thumbs betray me. Yeah, you know how to play a game. <laughs> so when I see the Kirby game, I'm like, okay, you don't control a camera at all, yeah. which is perfect, you yes. know? I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say in that game, I disliked that if you went out of the camera, like if you went into a different area or if you like scooted too far down the screen, I would just like zip over to you and I would fall off a cliff sometimes. You were, and yeah, your character was tethered to yeah. me. I, I liked that I could get to you if I lost you because that would happen sometimes. But also if you were like on a little rickety walkway, it was like, dang, I'm not good enough at walking on small spaces with my thumbs to not fall off this thing if I zoom fast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it could have been. Uh, there was definitely moments where it, I think it could have been optimized a little better, but there was... Uh, so a lot of the, the Lego games, I remember this because my brother and I played the Lego games, <laughs> and uh, they would lead to fights a lot of the time. Oh, they, no. They, cha they changed it later on, and it's a it's a better system, but it used to be... So you, you were the two people, and you ha you both had to be on the screen at the same time. Okay. And so when you were moving to another area, you would kind of both move together, and then you, you couldn't control the camera. It was a fixed camera, and it would move with you to the next area. Okay. But you both had to be going the same direction. And so you would have this thing... All It would happen all the damn time where one guy would... Like, oh, like wait, say, I, I'd see something, yeah. you know, on the left, for example, and I'd walk over there, whereas the other, my brother would be going the other way, and, like, the camera wouldn't move, and so then we'd start yelling at each other, like, oh. let me this way, like, no, we have to go this oh, way. Oh, no. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, uh, but anyway, so, like, that, 
simple simple mechanics that we are just sort of in, in like we understand as gamers mm. that like you would think even in a tutorial like sometimes I, I think some games use the tutorial where they say like use this to control the camera but a lot of times stuff like that just isn't really communicated because why would it be like we know it games you know it, like, why would you, so yeah. it's just funny and i another one i want to talk about and this is just this was really fascinating to me so another game that you and i played together was captain toad treasure tracker which one's that? Oh, the Captain Toad. Oh, yeah, because yeah, the puzzle game. I could bubble up. You could bubble. Yeah, yeah I like um, the bubble. <laughs> Captain Captain Toad is a great game for anybody who never played it. It's really really Excellent. fun. Um, but the, time for adventure. <laughs> time for adventure. <laughs> uh, the the thing that I noticed in it, and this is what's really funny, and one thing I wanted to kind of talk about that, like, of of somebody who doesn't play games, so I would notice that when we would be playing that game, if you got hit by an enemy or something like that, that you would end up taking multiple hits of damage, and I couldn't quite figure out why, and then I watched, and you would get hit, and so in Captain Toad, much like many, many other games, uh, you get hit, your character flashes, and you have iframes. Iframes? Ex exactly what I was going to say. Uh, you don't know what that means, but I'm sure... Oh, is that every... like when you roll? No, no, no. Uh, well, Sorry. kind of, yes. But anybody, <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. I'm not. Anybody listening, it's like, I'm, you all know what iframes are. And what I noticed is that you would get hit and you would think like, okay, my character's flashing. I just wouldn't be able to do anything. You had to just wait till you came back. And so then you would come back and you take damage again. Oh. <laughs> and I realized, I realized that. So I said, oh, hey, you know, when you take damage, your character flashes like that. You're invincible, which is what iframes stand for, invincibility frames. And so that means, like, for that I little bit. I it was B-Y-E. No, just I the letter I. I was really enjoying that. The iframe. That Those are called glasses. I know. That's why I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> um, but that you would be invincible. That did make a big difference. And it's, it, well, it's funny because I'm everybody playing who's played games, like, kind of knows that. Mm. And it's like, okay, yeah, you get hit, and then you move. And the, the, the reason they do that is because if they didn't, you could just get uh, stun-locked and, uh, and die. Yeah. So it's like, get out of danger. And Has that always been a thing? Because I feel like when I played CD-ROM games growing up, like when Minnesota Cuke would get hit by something in my VeggieTales game, he would have to just stand there for a moment. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't. I cannot say the how Minnesota Cuke handled uh, <laughs> iframes, um, but it's yeah. it's been a thing for a long time. And I know at least since like the early days of like even like like Super Mario Brothers, when you would get hit and you'd go from big to small, mm. there was a, a short period of time where you were invincible, hmm. and. As I'm sure anybody who's played games knows, that, that you can kind of use that to your advantage. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, okay, I can run over this area that would normally kill me, but it's like ah. you like you, you tank the hit, you know? So it's like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to go into here, intentionally get damaged so that I'm invincible, blah, blah, blah. And there's moments in Captain Toad where we would do that, where there's a part where we didn't quite know how to get past. So it's like, okay, go get hit and then run through. But it was very interesting to me. Because I did not think I needed to explain that, but then I, I said like, "Oh yeah, like why why would you know what that is?" You know, and I will say it was absolutely adorable because once you discovered that, and I told you about it, every time you would get hit, you would yell out, "I'm invincible!" Yeah, I'm invincible! <laughs> I, and saying? like run through, and it was it, uh, oh man, it never got old. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> I did like that. 
I, it definitely was annoying because after I realized it was happening, it was like, dang, I could have been done doing this the whole time. Like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> it's just, it. that's what I think is really interesting is like so many things that as people who play games, th- there's like a kind of like an unspoken language. Mm. And you, we have to think that like, yeah, that came from somewhere and people who don't know it. So like all first person shooters that you play on the console, right? The left stick moves you, and the right stick controls the camera. Nobody questions that, but that's just how it is. And I've is seen it like that between consoles. Yes, yes, it is. And see, that's the thing is because it's this sort of just universal, like yeah. quote unquote, like gaming language. You know, like yeah. that's how first person shooters are controlled. And I've seen people who don't really play games if they try and play one, like they move and then they stop and then they try and aim and they. It's like no, you can do this at the same time and. It's a thing that the game doesn't really need to teach you, or doesn't feel like it needs to teach you, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. These, like, uh, you know, like saying, like, with, uh, like, iframes, um, or, yeah, like, the, the way that, and, and so, one of, uh, I talked with Jam about this, but when this kind of language was being invented, because um, that wasn't always the case, right? So, like, mm-hmm. the, the Nintendo 64 infamously had one joystick and so first person shooters on that console um <laughs> controlled like ass oh no <laughs> um there are a lot of great games but like yeah it's just i i don't know who designed that controller but they had three hands obviously because it's got <laughs> anyway so it's like you know trying to work out the kinks but so mario 64 one of my favorite games is the first 3d platformer mm. and so anybody who plays a, th- like, not even necessarily a 3D platformer, but a 3D game, a game where you see your character, mm-hmm. the left stick moves you, and the right stick controls the camera. Mm-hmm. And that's how it 99% is. of the time how it is, right? And what's funny is Mario 64, nothing had really predated that. And so they needed to convey that information to the player. Uh-huh. Like, how do you move the the quote-unquote, the camera around, because no, that that was not a concept. Were tutorials a thing? So there was a tutorial, but the, there was no... N- nothing had predated it from that perspective. So the yeah. way they did it, and it's really interesting, is that when the game starts, you have a character, like an enemy, come up holding a literal movie camera, <laughs> saying, oh, the whole game, we're broadcasting live on, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they fly behind you, and it teaches you that, like, Oh, right stick controls the camera, but you're controlling that guy using the camera because that was the way they like, oh yeah, you're to move the, the, the camera around. Cause in, in games, the camera is not a necessarily a real thing. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, more of a concept of like, you're just moving your perspective around. Yeah. You're looking. But they conveyed it by saying, oh yeah, you have this move, this literal movie camera. So when you move the stick to the right the guy holding the camera goes to the right Mm -hmm. and that will change the perspective. And I thought that was a genius way to convey that. And so in the kind of topic we're talking about of like people not playing games, like that was something where when they were making Mario 64, they had to look at a new thing and figure out how to convey it to people in a way that they would understand. Um, And now nobody really explains that anymore because it's just sort of ingrained in there. But if you, if you look at certain things that way, I think it, it, it can be interesting because you could potentially make a game with a brand new mechanic that has never been seen before 
if you approach it from that route of somebody who's never played a game before can pick this up and understand it in this way, yeah. if you can convey that language or it can convey how it works, like, I don't know, I think that's something that you could do, you could do a lot with that. Oh my goodness, yeah. Makes sense. I know there was a game that we played, what was the one where there are buttons for eyes and the, it's a husband and oh, wife. Oh, it takes two. It takes mm-hmm. two. I we, still have flashbacks. We tried to play It Takes Two, oh but you had not played platformers before. My well, and, just fell out. And that's another thing I noticed is that um, when we were playing It Takes Two, like, yeah. you would, like the double jump. Like, it, again, people playing platformers are you like, yeah, you, you have double right? jumps. Yeah, and you would, you would struggle with that, which is fine, but it's like, oh, like, hey, you have to, like, jump before you... I don't know, and, and that, that game ended up being a little more difficult for you. You. I think I need to take a deep breath every once in a while, and I didn't do that. <laughs> but it's just it's just because that that game's a a, a fairly basic platformer. Hey. But no, I don't mean that. In a, I'm, no, I'm not saying yeah. that in a bad way. It's a fairly basic platformer, but like you don't really have knowledge of platforming games, mm-hmm. so it can be somewhat challenging, you know. Yeah. Well, the camera doesn't move. Like what you were talking about, your perspective shifting. Like, I, that was the first game I had ever played where I had to shift You have the right stick to move the camera, yeah. And it was very difficult for you to do that. I think it was even... Because wasn't it a computer... We played on the computer, right? It's like uh, Yeah, I had it on your, Steam. Your left fingers did it, right? That was... So, okay, that's... Actually, this is a good point. Because we did play it on the PC. And you can use the controller. And I think yeah, it's kind of oh, more I the, in, the intended way. But, yeah, you can play... Because if you play a game on the PC, then your mouse controls the camera and I I, that's just kind of a preference thing whether people prefer keyboard and mouse or uh or controller Mm -hmm. um but either way man the 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 PC is a a a whole nother one because I mean the controller there's less buttons Mm -hmm. and so they kind of had to perfect a a kind of thing of like well this button is always the quote-unquote interact button or this is the Mm -hmm. like any in any shooter it's the back trigger because that just feels the most natural, right? PC, there's also, like, a language with that, you know? Do you know how to, like, walk around in any game in a PC? Well, I now know that your left fingers, your middle fingers of your left hand... My middle finger, both of my middle fingers? No, 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 like, the three... (laughs) If your pinky and your thumb are bookends, all the fingers in between... My my pointer, my ring, yes. and my middle finger. I'm where's I'm really curious where this is yeah, going. Yeah, well, you put them on those letters. Which that letters? Are, I don't remember. <laughs> I did take it. Uh, it would be S D F. Uh no, no you're close. Shit. Let me look. You're really keyboard. you're <laughs> literally no. getting up. Yeah, to it's S D F. No, 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 no. And e. you're, you're. Or is it A S D? Very wait. close. Yeah, W A S D. Damn it. Wait. W A S D. So that's again. This is really this is <laughs> really I interesting. Yeah. It, I would figure it out. Once well, I started walking backwards, I would realize I was pushing the wrong button. No, I know it's it's just really funny because like people who've played games, if you play a game on a PC, like that doesn't really necessarily need to be conveyed to the player because mm. you just put your hand on like W A S D moves you around and you use the mouse to move around and left click will shoot, interact, attack, whatever. <laughs> but like you know, it's like, well, why is that? Because, and this is what's funny, is like, you would think, it, I would assume, right, if you don't play games and you're like, okay, I'm playing a game on the PC, the arrow keys would move you around. Because you have literal buttons that say up, down, left, right. You have a good point there. But, you know, it's just, that's not necessarily comfortable based mm-hmm. on how a keyboard is laid out. 
Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's similar to the way, like, if you look at a keyboard, how it is like, uh, like Q W E R T, like the, you know, mm-hmm. why is a keyboard not alphabetical mm-hmm. or whatever? It's just cause, oh, it's designed to be the most like kind of comfortable and optimal for, for typing based on, you know, where the letters are placed. So it's a similar thing. Like it, 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 it took a lot of, um, you know, trial and error to get things to get to a certain spot. So I remember early shooters I used to play, like Doom and Quake, you did use the arrow keys to move around. And, um, with your I, right or left hand? With your right hand, and then control, like left control would shoot. And these were like very, very basic shooters, so you actually wouldn't use the There's mouse no at all. No, it would okay. be very, very basic. Um, and at the time, that felt fine. Yeah. And it's like, but then obviously, as things evolve, like, well, how can we make this feel better while also giving more control mm-hmm. uh, to the player? So what if you're left-handed? Do people who are left-handed... <laughs> I feel like I should know this. Do people who are left-handed use their mouse with their right hand still? I think that, honestly... Or does it de- depend? That, I think that depends. I think mm-hmm. that there are... I mean, there are, like, left-handed mice. Um, <laughs> but I think it's that's kind of one of those things where... Uh, it seems it's so universal the way keyboards are laid out mm-hmm. that I'm. I think a lot of left-handed people still just use it normally. Um, Is there a way that people can respond to this podcast? We do have a Discord, and people hey, can chat in there. Yeah, if you want to go to the Discord <laughs> and tell us if you are left-handed, um, or if someone that you love or hate is left-handed please (laughs) i hate this left-handed person so i replaced our little (laughs) but if you know how they use a mouse i'm very curious as to what these left-handed people do i think there are left-handed mice but it's very rare and a lot of people so um this is not mice but i know for example like guitars there are left-handed guitars right where people play backwards but i know a lot of left-handed people who also play the guitar just play it right-handed because it's slightly different than you know like writing or using things with your dominant mm-hmm. hand and it's just more accessible that way yeah. so they just kind of do that That's interesting my mother is left-handed so you would think i would know this information but i've never seen my mother use a computer <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sad <laughs> my parents are hippies in case you um we also played sherlock holmes we did. We played mystery games. That's a very good point. Yeah, I um, I forgot about that. So that's 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 another uh, thing about so like games for non gamers is like when we play games together. So people that playing games together, co op games, mm-hmm. but we would play single player games. But we would play like mystery games, mm-hmm. and I would sort of like control the character, so that like because of everything we've been talking about. But then you could participate. Um, and big that was, fan. that was really fun. Yeah. You enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was a big fan of that. I appreciate not having the responsibility of, oh my God, I might fuck this up <laughs> <laughs> or like, am I missing something? And also I find, you know, when you're driving, if you're the one driving, you're very focused on, you know, not getting yourself killed and the people in your car. If you are riding shotgun, I find that if I'm riding shotgun, I spot deer and other little critters a lot easier than if I'm driving. Because if I'm driving, I'm looking for cars and I'm whatever. If I'm riding shotgun, I am really just looking out for like the defensive part of, of driving. You're, you're, 
your spotter because yeah. you don't have to pay Spot. as much attention so you exactly. can kind of absorb as much information as possible yeah and i feel the same way with games where it's like i would lo- i love when like for example you're playing some souls game and i was like you should check that wall for an extra door you, you did find what, an illusionary yeah. wall for me. I was playing yeah. Dark Souls, and you're like, that looks like an illusionary wall. And I went up, and sure enough, it was. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Never found a four-leaf clover, but I have had some illusionary <laughs> <an> <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, but I do like to spot. I think so, that's the, the point here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another. So, like, the, the backseat gaming experience, right? Yes. Um, what can make that enjoyable? And it's like, there's obviously the, the, the cinematic angle... So a lot of games now are like almost like movies mm-hmm. with the way they look and present their stories, I which do can like be myself some interesting. Scenes. Yeah, um, but then there's also like we were just saying with like Sherlock Holmes or uh, or puzzle games are great at this, mm-hmm. where you're not actively playing the game, but being there with me, you can still engage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think you enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> I do enjoy that. I like it if there's problem solving things because I enjoy. Uh, problem solving much like i just said um i enjoy that aspect of it so for playing a game and i don't have to worry about all the like finagling of character movement and ducking and jumping and such if i just get to focus on the problem solving then i feel like i'm doing one of my word searches or one of my Mm -hmm. crosswords or one of my you know like the logic puzzles it's like oh i get to just focus on that it is interesting um because, yeah, that is, I mean, that's very true, right? It's like, how can you have someone be involved in, uh, like, in the game without actively playing it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I've been, I've been looking for, obviously, I love games, so I'm always looking for things that you and I can play together. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be an enjoyable experience, and I don't want you to get frustrated. And so when I came up with the, those Sherlock Holmes games, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, this, this, I think this could really be interesting because you're not going to actively play, but you will play. Mm-hmm. And since I wasn't controlling the character, I could close my eyes if scary things were on the screen. <laughs> and I like that, <laughs> that too. That too, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but what's funny is I've noticed you kind of change uh, as we've kind of been together and as I've played games. Because, well, you know, what started is something... So, like, Sherlock Holmes, obviously, are deliberate mysteries. You're gathering clues and you're trying to solve things. But then you've kind of seen me play enough games that you start to pick up on some things here or there. That when I'm playing a different game, you can sometimes be helpful by applying what you've sort of picked up, like you just said, like in Dark Souls, you like you knew that there was an old, like that there are fake walls, and by looking at just the layout and thinking that looks like something that's fake, which is I'm sure anybody who's played any kind of game, uh, any kind of like adventure game or action game, you see something, you're like that's a trap. Or, <laughs> or oh, there's got to be a secret back there. Yeah, and, you, mm. and that's just something that is kind of comes with like playing a lot of games. Oh. Um, but it's funny because you definitely have started to do things like that. It's interesting because growing up, since I grew up, like I, I grew up without like the internet or like access to technology, um, except for at my grandma's house we had that computer. But it's been interesting because I was always kind of I don't want to say assumed to be ignorant because that's not a kind way to speak of myself. But as a child, all of my friends were into Pokemon and into all the stuff. My family was really religious, so like that was an ixnay on the Pokemon. Pokemon is a world of the demonic. Let me tell you, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But 
but I also I didn't know anything about like games or anything. So the one time I tried to play like Guitar Hero, or the one time I tried to play like Roller Coaster Tycoon or something, I was obviously like not doing the right clicking and such. And people kind of like laugh at me and make fun of me for it. And I didn't really take it too personally because it was like, hey man, I'm a bright cookie. And I could figure this out if I had access to it, but I don't. So it's like, it's just not my, not my lingo. So it's been fun as like, <laughs> as an older adult to watch you play games and to like pick up on those things. And it's kind of reassuring that it's like, oh yeah, I like, I could have learned this as a child. I didn't, but it doesn't mean that I'm like stupid for it. It's just like, no, oh, it's a whole no. different like language that you just have to exactly, yeah. pick up. And I do appreciate how patient you are with me because obviously you are the gamer guy and I am <laughs> plants and um, tarot and well, <laughs> rugs. <laughs> being, being good at games is, is a very like lame thing to brag about. If I'm being honest, like I love games. Aren't but, like, all interests lame? Well, no, not necessarily. I, I think I mean it like, like if somebody makes fun of somebody for not being good at a game, it's like, that is one of the most pathetic things I think you can really do because oh, wow. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it, it is just funny, like these certain things that like I grew up with this and I grew up knowing these things and sort of seeing certain things that that I wouldn't think needed to be communicated, but say, oh yeah, this do need to be communicated. Iframes, for example. Or, um, and then just kind of how you have learned to kind of appreciate some of those things from watching me play a lot of mm-hmm. games, you know. I know you watch me play a fuckload of Elden Ring. And now I'm I, I went pretty hard into the Souls paint, and I just beat Dark Souls, and I'm about halfway through Dark Souls too. Um, but I was explaining to you like, oh yeah, we are planning an intervention. Please don't think that I've completely let this happen without. <laughs> but I was I was talking about Dark Souls too. I was like, yeah, it's got this, that, whatever. And I was explaining these things, and I like you kind of understood what I was saying, mm-hmm. um, which is just funny because I think if you if we were to go back like a couple years, uh-huh. <laughs> you'd be like, what in the fuck is any of this? Um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. We've been kind of rambling a lot, and I don't know, I just thought it would be interesting to talk about games with somebody who doesn't really play games, just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> have I shown you, I think I've shown you this, and I, this is also just, because I want to tell anybody who's not watched it, shout out, there's a YouTube channel called Girlfriend Reviews, who I think is really, really great, and the idea is that the guy is a big gamer, and he plays games, and his girlfriend... They're actually married now. Oh, um, yeah, which is really That's sweet. Really sweet. Yeah. Is it wife reviews? Now? No, they they keep the they kept the title, um, but it's like she reviews the game, but she doesn't review it like what it's like to play. She reviews it like what it's like to watch, and yeah. what she says is like what it's like to live with someone who plays ah. that. So like she talks about like mm-hmm. watching the game or how interactive it is, but also like how it affects like. <laughs> their their like life yeah you know or she's she's like uh so i think one of them he was playing the demon souls remake she's like yeah he'd be up to like 3 a.m like mm-hmm. cussing at the tv and then he'd come to bed and it's like man what is any of this <laughs> um but it's a really funny it's a really funny channel and it kind of encompasses basically all i'm talking about here of like the uh, like games through the eyes of somebody who doesn't really play games um, and much like what we've also been talking about since that, that channel has been around for a few years now, the, the, the girlfriend, the one who does the review has kind of learned a lot more mm-hmm. about games as it has gone on. And so like the more the newer reviews, she talks a little bit more about, you know, mechanics and things like that yeah. versus pretty color. Like, well, yeah, when she started off of like, oh yeah, I'm like, 
I, I think the, one of the first ones was Red Dead Redemption 2, and she's like, yeah, this is basically just like watching a TV show. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> then, you know, compared to like being able to talk about, like, so like Elden Ring and talking about different mechanics and stuff like that. But anyway, really good channel, um, really funny, and I recommend it. I will say my least favorite type of game to watch. My favorite is like if there's stuff happening, if there's like interesting, um, like dynamics between characters or if there's a storyline, like something to kind of keep your attention. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a reason, a purpose, right? Um, <laughs> the games that are not like necessarily uh, engaging for me to watch are fighting games, right? Because it's going to yeah. be the exact yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing and there's not really a reason that y'all are fighting. You're just fighting because you want to fight, which is fine. But I will say the best sleep I have ever gotten is when you and Nick are playing Super Smash Bros. You said that many times. Our game, we are so trash at fighting no, no, games no. that it puts you, you to sleep. You're excellent at them. No, it's we're not. Like it puts it's... you right to sleep. You do not need to lie. No, honestly, it's so you're... funny. We will play fighting games, and I will look over, and you will be passed out I on am, the couch. I've never. It's like, man, we must so well. suck. No, it's interesting though because if you weren't good at it, so. The only time that I'm not really super able to sleep while you do it is if you play online, because then you guys get so mad. Because we're trash. I get it. You're exposing me. Whoops. Um. (laughs) I thought that it's just hard to play online. Uh, Yeah, because I'm trash. Oh. Uh. (laughs) You can delete this This, part. (laughs) No, this is funny, though, because fighting fighting games can have somewhat of a spectacle to them. Um, Pokemon, JoJo. Wait, is there a Pokemon? Which one am I thinking of? There, there is a Pokemon. There definitely is a Pokemon. Game. Um, you know there are mean. multiple Pokemon oh. games, actually. Okay. It's kind of what it started at. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking on you. No, but I mean, just like, they, they can have a spectacle to them, but also, like, I get what you mean. Like, having a... Is, like, watching a game as opposed to playing it, if it's got, if it's got a story, like a cinematic story... Or if it's got an interesting world to mm-hmm. explore. Um, so like the the newest Zelda game, you know, like there's a story, but it's more so like kind of exploring and adventuring. Yeah, and it's like, you know, discovering these things or like the El- Elden Ring, like we said, like just exploring and adventuring mm-hmm. is fun to watch. Um, but yeah, like the things like the fighting games where it's, when you're playing it, you're incredibly engaged. But yeah, to watch it is not necessary unless you're like really into the game and you kind of understand it. It's similar to like a sport, I guess. Mm. Uh, like if you really yeah. understand a sport and how a sport is played, then it's very engaging. If soccer players but, ran the same way that the JoJo characters run in that JoJo fighting game, oh, just do you know all what I'm silly. About? No, I have no idea what you're talking Dang. about. <laughs> you and you're not talking Nick. about like the Naruto run where they like put no, their arms no, no. behind their JoJo's back. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. There's I'm, a, that I'm very game. familiar with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> that fighting game. Isn't there a JoJo's fighting game? Uh, there's a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, but you and Nickel play it, and they do like this this little run. Oh, you're talking about Ze- the... uh, Zeppeli, yeah, the way he walks. I thought they all yeah. did funky runs. But if so, soccer I mean, players they, did they that, have, I like, would be into sports. Um, I have no idea what I was even Sorry. talking about now. Derailed. That's okay, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway... Well, I, I don't know. We're, uh, we, we, like I said, we've been rambling a bunch, and I don't know if we have made any good points at all, or if this is just a complete throwaway episode, and so JM is going to kick me off the podcast. But um, And hire me, because I'm clearly definitely. so qualified. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Anything else you want to say, or talk about, or mention? No. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, this was fun. Um this was interesting, and I, I, I've said this, I, I think I've said it multiple times, but it's always interesting to me, um, 
you know, when somebody's completely not familiar with something to explain it. And uh, I've seen this with not just games, but all kinds of things. So, so like, I'm really into film, as you know. And it's funny because I hate talking about movies with people who are really into movies because mm. it's just kind of annoying. But people who know fuck all but are interested, that's my favorite. Um, and I've heard that with, uh, so like, ask me about my hyperfixation. This was, well, it's like somebody <laughs> I knew who used to work at a comic book store, right? They would say like, oh, people who were new to comics would be kind of nervous because they'd see like this big world and they didn't belong. But like the people who worked there said those were their favorite people yeah. to talk to. Um, and it's, it's similar to games. Like, you know, people who know games, you can talk about games, but like being able to share a passion where it's like, oh, let me explain to you why this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then to see you... And again, I don't mean you specifically, just like in general, like to see someone start to pick up on that and be like, oh yeah, that is kind of neat, or I can, I can understand this. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I just think it's really neat, and I think it's interesting. And if you're, like I was saying earlier, if you're somebody who wants to make games, it may be something to kind of keep in mind, because it can lead to, I don't know, certain little things, like you could invent how th- all three platformers move, or you can, you know, just different stuff. But anyway, thanks for joining. And um, this is where JM would tell me to do the thing. Um, what's the thing? Oh, do what's the roar? What's the thing? Do the roar. You clearly don't listen to the podcast. Well, it's been a minute <laughs> since I listened to the podcast. That he tells me to do it every time, and I hate it. And uh, it's it's like um, do the thing. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where they're like, "Say the line, Bart." Uh, <laughs> um, but I will subvert expectations and slightly do it differently. So if you like video games, let's see this a different way, then you can follow us on a myriad of different platforms. We are on Twitter at Devolver Digital or fucking X it's called. I don't know, whatever. Oh my God, I, forgot. I hope it rots in hell soon. Uh, we're on Discord. We mentioned that briefly earlier. There's a forecast uh, little sub-thread, so, you know, chat out. Say, do, do you have any experience with people who don't really play games and playing games with them or any kind of backseat gaming thing or any thoughts or whatever? Um, or you think I should be removed as a host? Please let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else we got? We got an Instagram. We got a TikTok. If you, um, I don't know, were born in, in the 2000s like a fucking weirdo. Um <laughs> What else is there? Um, Facebook, and then, of course, a website. You can check out all the games, and then, yeah, I mean, that's it. This has been a a forecast episode. Thanks for joining me, Deidre. Thank you. And uh, goodbye, everybody.